Hello, what's up everybody? Welcome back to Press X the Podcast. It's the week of August 10th, 2020. Most of the way through the summer at this point, and this is episode 317. We're not really have an official episode 316 because, well, we did a Last of Us 2 spoiler cast, and we're just calling that 316. So this is 317, and alongside me today, I have my two favorite uh, 17-year-olds at heart. That is James and Rhett. That did sound like an angsty 17-year-old. <clears throat> Do you want to talk about your favorite dashboard confessional song, James? I I couldn't name one of them <laughs> for like $64,000 on a game show. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. You and many, many others. But I'm sure they all seemed very impactful at the time. Sure. Like one's youth, yes, very, very much so. Of course. Uh, So thanks for taking this journey with us, everybody. We've not done a podcast in like three weeks, so um, I I don't know about you guys, but I played a lot of games. So much. I've touched a lot of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all of them games, so... Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know who wants to go first. Rhett, do you want to you want to talk about your childhood? I know you've you've got some love for at least one of the games that you've been playing. Yeah, or had uh, some love anyway. Destroy all humans for sure, for sure. Uh, this was a game that I I don't know how high of a regard I held it in, uh, you know, as far as my childhood goes. But I know that I uh, like I had. Uh, yeah, I definitely had some time with this game as a child. You know, I spent some time with this series as a child and um, yeah, like it was, it was definitely, I don't know. It was, it it was kind of an important thing to me growing up and uh, uh, this, this remaster, it's kind of made me rethink what I've, you know, thought was good, you know, if they, uh, yeah, like this, Man, I, like, where do I start with this Destroy All Humans remake? Or, or remaster, I should say. Um, it's, like, literally a PS2 game it's, still, right? right? It's a PS2 game. Like, that's what I was saying in my review pretty much all throughout, was that uh, I, I never once felt like I was playing a, a current-generation game. Uh, it might as well be from that era. There's so many, like, little uh, quirks and things from, from that generation of gaming that have... have made their way into into this remaster that just have no business being there just like weird things like um you know having to stand in specific spots for for uh like like to activate mission um to activate mission objectives or or to interact with anything in the world like you need to like stand in these specific unmarked spots that game doesn't exactly tell you what you need to do and it's just like just like little things like that that kind of reminded you or reminded me of of an era that you know is is long past and for good reason you know it's uh i don't know like i just man i, I really struggled with this one i really struggled to stay invested with it there were, there were a couple nice uh special effects that they added to the game like it, it had a nice explosion effects i thought um yeah right like there were a couple things like that that were like pretty to the eye that uh you know kind of scratched an itch so to speak but uh man there's just so much that's that they didn't update that they didn't fix that needed fixing that uh just stands out so strong now 
I will say that at least like the subject matter, it still holds up. You know, it's still pretty fun to like go through crypto's journey and uh, uh, kind of like relive this like Plan Nine from Outer Space style story where it's it's just like so campy, it's good, and uh, that is still fun. That still holds up, but man, it it just feels like you're playing something that's twenty years old. I think arguably that generation is going to turn out to be the one that holds up the least well out of any gaming generation, the whole PS2 era. Right. Any, most of those third-party games are just so shit at this point. Exactly. There's obviously some exceptions, but for the most part, a lot of those games are just garbage now. Exactly. So I, like, I was struggling to really, like, put my finger on how I felt about this game because I'm like, did I really like this game as much as I did? Did I really think that it was as big of a part of my childhood as I did? Or, or, or you know, did I have some sort of, like... I don't know, misconception about how I actually felt about this series. Did it, was I remembering it the wrong way? I don't know, because playing this now, I'm like, this is not very good. It, re it, it really isn't. And I, it, it could have a lot to do with the fact that the mission structure feels archaic. You know, you're basically just hopping from one objective to the next, and it just feels so menial. It feels so just uh, inconsequential. You know, it feels like there's really nothing going on. And, uh yeah, it's it, it just feels so old. That's really what, what my takeaway from this was. It just feels so I old. I think you're supposed to be more enthralled by the core gameplay loop. Like the the idea of being the alien invasion nuking loser humans and, you know, blowing up their shit and like wrecking their lives and whatnot. That held a certain charm and appeal and it was like a new fun cool idea back in the day and once that shine wears off that game is very mediocre yes that's perfect that's a perfect summary of it well james have you been playing anything better than destroy all humans mm. that's a matter of some debate oh god no um i'll start with the one i remember the least Oh, shit. <laughs> well, okay, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remastered, there was a preview oh, yeah. event that I participated in, which did not involve me playing the game. Okay. So I did a write-up, and I, like, watched gameplay occur, and I saw some screenshots, and I read some, some you know, some material handed to me, but I didn't, like, play the game. And, and this is important, even without playing the game, I still feel a little nervous about this one for when it comes out. There's this mechanic that the original game used um, because everybody was limited to one screen and you had to share it. So you, had, you have this fucking chalice thing that you have to, like, one person in the party has to haul around from spot to spot while you're fighting, which is... Stupid, but the, the defined edges of the chalice sphere or whatever, like how you can't walk outside of it without getting poisoned and or murdered, makes it so that four people playing on one television don't like wander off and like, you know, get got or whatever. And the new version doesn't have local co-op. You have to play online. You know, or like one one person's on one Switch, one person's on their phone, one person's on PS4, different houses, same house, whatever. 
But because you're not locked to a similar a, a single screen anymore, in fact, you can't be locked to a single screen anymore, the premise of the chalice and the miasma doesn't make any fucking sense. There's no reason to have this mechanic without that technological limitation that they've handily removed. Mm. Some people would argue that it controls the pace of the game. I would say that's all that's already bad because the pace of the game is very slow. And that's another thing. Um I don't I uh I feel bad for whoever ends up having to review this for the site specifically because they're not going to get a really good grip on the online play. And the single player is going to be just the saddest fucking thing you've ever experienced. It's like one guy picking up a, a, a block to chuck into like a, a, a receptacle and you walk back slowly and then you hop onto the other switch and then the two hit and then the door opens. Basically like puzzles meant for multiple people to participate in turn into these like slow, laborious uh, exercises and tedium when it's just you. And you like I... I I don't know if it's what it's like for everybody else, but for me, whenever I'm reviewing a game with an online component and it's prior to release, it's like a fucking ghost town. Yep. So you have to yep. just sort of like extrapolate or guess or assume or hope that the online multiplayer is great because generally reviewers don't tend to be online at the same time for some reason, no matter how many people get a copy of the game or they're like locked to various regional servers. So like you never get that like sense of camaraderie with, you know, strangers or jack-offs or whatever before the game comes out. So I guess what I'm saying is that when the reviews come out for Crystal Chronicles, pay attention to how much they talk about the online component. My guess is they won't have a lot to say, which is a shame because it is like the only way to play this fucking game. What I'm hearing is there's no way in hell they should have remade this. <laughs> um... In theory, it makes sense. Give it, give it online multiplayer because the fucking original version required one GameCube, four Game Boy Advances, four connecting <laughs> cables to Jesus plug those into the Christ. GameCube, and a copy of the game. So it's like a huge investment where either all your friends are the same kind of nerd you are, or you don't play it four players. And with this one... You don't even have to pay for the fucking game to get access to the first few dungeons. And if one of you buys it, the other three don't have to. You can play the first 13 dungeons for free as long as the person at the head of the party has purchased the game. So mm. they addressed the problem of it being prohibitively expensive and made it really, really accessible. It's just you have to play it online. You just have to. Oh, that this sounds like a mess waiting to happen. Oh, yeah, if the netcode isn't, like, fucking pristine, it's going to be a terrible experience. But unfortunately, again, we're not really going to know if it's good or bad until release date. Yeah, mm. yeah. I, on the flip side of that, though, it sounds like if, if that netcode is good, it sounds like it could be sweet. Could it be... sounds like it could be perfectly acceptable. Yeah. Um, did any of you ever play the original Crystal Chronicles? Yes. Did you... And okay. I, I remember that being the point in my life where I started to question whether Final Fantasy was still good. Mm. Yeah, the sequels are not better. They are, in fact, somehow worse. <laughs> oh, shit. So either they, either they make the best version 
of the best entry of a pretty mediocre series, <laughs> or they have shot themselves repeatedly in the foot. Um, and I don't know. I'm curious. See how how she shakes out. Boy. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna help us exit the darkness at least temporarily, um, because as promised last time we got together, I did play both Ghost of Tsushima and Paper Mario. Oh, right, dope. And uh, my my hot take on Paper Mario is it's pretty good. I do not like the battle system. Mm. I don't know. I f I find it really repetitive, and. The boss battles are somewhat better because they're a little bit more puzzly, but there's something about the perspective that it gives you of the wheel when you're looking at it, even if it's a simple solution to the puzzle, it doesn't look simple. There's something about the angle that makes it unclear which uh, ring should be spun or slid in order to be successful. And um, yeah, but it's it's charming as hell outside of that if they had a different battle system it would probably be um a lot stronger of an entry for me that that is the si that is the song sung of basically every paper mario game since the thousand year door it'd be a great game if the battle system was better <laughs> just give me the super mario rpg battle system that was perfectly serviceable and enjoyable yeah, it, it has action prompts yep. for timing and better damage mm -hmm. while still having like a low level cap, but there being levels and you be having the ability to grind so that the game, the length of the game isn't fully decided by the designers. Like you can speed run Super Mario RPG. Right. Paper Mario, the Origami King and several others before it takes as long as it fucking takes and I'll thank you to keep your hands inside the car while it's traveling. Okay, you know that sort of thing. Um, they it the the way the battles work is that you can't really move things along any faster than they're already going. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Like outside of the battles too, I really like finding toads and seeing what they have to say out in the world but I don't like having to hit every fucking surface with a hammer 10,000 times in order to find them. Um, I, I really just wanted to move on with the story and see what other interesting stuff they'd written, but my completionist inside of me wanted to make sure that I got all the toads because, well, the toads say funny stuff. Yeah. And so that was yeah. a real, real conundrum that I was just wandering around these giant areas and going through battles I didn't want to do and hitting things with hammers. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm glad that you loved it so much, Rhett. But mm -hmm. it, for me, I, mm, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of fell away from it about ten hours yeah. in. That's fair. That's fair. It's been nothing but polarizing online. So I mean, that's mm -hmm. that's completely fair. I think that's the sign of a good risk to have taken. Is that you know some people just kind of don't like it. But mm -hmm. uh, Ghost of Tsushima, much more Ooh. positive. Oh, that game is fucking phenomenal. <laughs> I love it. So good, right? My God, it just it does so many things correctly, and I've not felt this connected to an open world since maybe The Witcher Three. Mm. It does all the smart things to make you want to explore the world. Like, yeah, uh, like James said in his review, the guiding wind is brilliant, but it does so many other things right that make exploring not a pain in the ass. Like in every other open world game in the world, 
or in the last five years or so. There's just random roving bands of bad guys everywhere, and they always know where you are, and you're always in combat. And that's terrible. But in this game, you can kind of go around the little bands of Mongols, or just avoid them completely. Or, if you do want to engage with them, the combat is amazing. Mm -hmm. So... I love that the world reacts to the way that you're playing. If you're the ghost, yes. if you're the ghost and you're sneaking through these camps and taking out the Mongols quietly as a samurai would not, the world becomes a darker place. Rainy, stormy, mm-hmm. windy, uh, you know, thunderous, loud. It, it's it's uh, like almost scary how, how the way the way that uh, you know the, the the weather changes. But if you're playing it like a samurai. It's beautiful, you know. The sun is shining. Uh, the, the and it shifts quickly too. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. You can tell I've kind of been a shady motherfucker as soon as it starts getting stormy. Mm-hmm. And it, I like the way that it it does not penalize you from for using the options that are available to you. Yeah, like in in a lot of games, the load times are just prohibitively long. You know, you'd, you'd fast travel and it'd be 90 seconds or two minutes and you may as well just have walked. Mm-hmm. But I timed it in this game and they are never longer than seven seconds. No, it's Jesus a, Christ. It's amazing. All the way across the world. No problem. I, I love w- it. I was actually, how do they do that? I, I was actually reading about how they needed to extend the length of the loading screens just by a few seconds because there wasn't enough time for people to read the hints, the tips that were appearing on them. Yeah, so really? they had to actually artificially extend the times by just a few seconds because of that, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, it's it's unbelievable how fast the game loads, how well the game is optimized. Uh, it's a big part of why I keep jumping back into it, because I know that I'm going to be right back into it just like that, you know? Um, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. And, yeah, and I just, I just love the art. Mm. The art is unbelievably stunning even if it's not technically as high quality as something like the last of us you know yeah you get close to the mud and the texture isn't that great but james you weren't kidding you go over every single rise in this game and you're hitting photo mode you want to take a picture of this landscape and it is it is stunning i I had to force myself to stop i was like no this isn't i just just let it go man other people will take better pictures and they have been (laughs) holy shit yeah. Uh, one yep. of our former coworkers, uh, Rory, has been posting just like a stream of like photo mode shots from this game, and they're all fucking gorgeous. Yeah, man. And the other thing I love is the amount of tonal diversity in the game. If you want to go storm Mongol bases and just wreck shop, killing dudes left, right, and center, that's really fun because the combat is is really really good. But if you don't want to do that you can just go follow a fox into the woods mm-hmm. or you can sit down and write a nice haiku yeah. and yeah. kind of actually reflect on what you've been doing to this world it's not it's not as one note as i must save the island of sushima it's it's very much making you consider your actions and the path you're taking jin down which is uh superb it's really really good right right well, one thing that i noticed playing the game well i should say two things one uh to go back to your point about how beautiful the game is i am consistently finding myself like uh, 
more and more impressed with the next stage of the game. You know, I think that I've seen all the beauty the game has to offer. And then I go on this mission and it takes me to this fucking spot where I'm like in this duel under these golden and red and brown autumn leaves. And it's like, mm-hmm. man, the game is just every, mm-hmm. every single time I do something new, it's more and more beautiful. Uh, the further you get down the island, I feel like uh, the game just gets more gorgeous. It's, it's unbelievable. And then uh, the other thing was that I noticed playing the game last night, I feel like with the way that the story is set up and that Jin, you know, he's supposed to be conflicted in becoming the ghost. It's, you know, it's like against samurai code to be doing the things that he's doing and becoming the ghost is something that i don't know he thinks that maybe you know his father would disapprove of or or mm-hmm. uh, something like that so i i found that playing on the hardest difficulty where you die in one shot that caters to the storyline better than anything else i feel like the game should be played on the hardest difficulty because it makes becoming the ghost become or or it makes becoming the ghost make sense you know you you can die in one shot so why would i want to you know do a standoff and take these 10 guys on head on when i can sneak through and you know not worry about getting hit once and, I, and then, you know, you, you deal with the consequences of becoming the ghost. I feel like the game should almost be played on that difficulty to get the true experience. Uh, I kind of came to that conclusion last night. But, um, hmm. yeah, just a little thing that I noticed that I that I was thinking of. Yeah. The, the last thing I wanted to mention about this game that I think it does an incredibly good job of is silently tutorializing uh, the mechanics of the game. Uh, especially as you progress a couple of nights ago, I progressed from the first section of the Island to the second act to, uh, you know, that, that whole new area. And it immediately presented me with bad guys that I hadn't seen in the first part of the Island. So, uh, spoilers for, I don't know, two minutes, if you don't want to know what happens in act two. Um, but it, showed me some of the straw hat Ronin right off the bat. And, you know, they're using the same tactics that Ryozo had been using. And it just does such a nice job of teaching you, okay, these guys are now out and about. So you better be on your game because they're tough. And they're a lot tougher than what you've seen before. Yeah, they're so much more difficult than the Mongols. I love that touch. Yeah. But it it, they, it puts them into your way without telling you, okay, now these guys are here. Just, you know, here, you can just see how you do against three of these dudes right away. Yeah. I, I really suck at the standoffs with the straw hats. I just, something oh God, about the sneaky. way they move, I just can't. No, I can you... get the timing down for most guys, but like the straw hats, I think I've successfully pulled a standoff strike against them like two or three times. And all the other times I'm like off by a half a second or so. And then it's just like, oh, God. Man, they're quick. They're quick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they have tells just like all the other bad guys. But even, you know, when they put their sword back in the sheath and you're like, oh, I know exactly what you're going to do. I'm going to block it. And they're like, nope, you're too fast. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I found it out. almost better to watch their feet. You know, once mm. their feet start moving, you know, that's the attack. Interesting. I'm going to keep that in mind. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's that's probably you know it's not the best game because it's got problems. The camera is awful, especially if you're inside. Mm-hmm. But it's and maybe the most fun I've had so far this year. There, I am right there with you on that. There are things as well, like if you're uh, say in a fight with four or five guys, and there's like a crate right next to you, you can just hop up on the crate, and the guys won't be able to attack you. You know, things, <laughs> th- you know, gamey things like that. Yeah, kind of. You know, they kind of pepper throughout throughout the experience, but it's never enough to, like, detract from what you're doing. It's never enough for you to stop and think, like, oh, man, I'm playing this game that's, like, kind of broken in a way. No, it's it's never like that. Um, yeah. It's like you said, Paul. I'm probably having more fun with this than anything I've had all year. It's one of those games where I find myself vlogging off at, 2:30 a.m. on a work night and still seeing several people on my friends list playing it. Yeah. You included, <laughs> Rhett. You're yeah, you're I, guilty of this. Uh, I'm just so <laughs> addicted to it, and and the way I'm playing the game, like I'm basically sweeping through the entire map, like fucking area by area, and completing mm-hmm. everything before I move on. Um, I just today, like I'm, I've got to be 35, 40 hours in, and just today. I did the mission in Act Two, uh, where uh, you you claim the armor, the Sakai armor, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, I you know I, I feel like I'm not that far into the story, but I've been playing for so long because, uh, you know, we we were talking about it a little bit, Paul. You know, it's just so fun to go and gank motherfuckers that, that are walking down the fucking <laughs> pa- you know a group of mongols that are up to no good they've got maybe a hostage on the roadside it's just so fun to to roll around and and engage with these enemies to get into this combat i haven't had this much fun with like hand-to-hand combat since the first assassin's creed you know it, it just everything feels so hard-hitting so solid so satisfying to to finally mm-hmm. like wear an enemy down and get the kill uh yeah just it's it's just an immensely satisfying game yeah really really strong um we should probably move on and talk about something else because we've got so many other things listed yeah um Rhett why don't you tell me about Horizon Zero Dawn on the PC yeah so Horizon Zero Dawn on the PC is suffering from some pretty severe optimization issues Mm -hmm. um so the first like week that I had the code um, there, the issues were so bad that I couldn't even really play the game. Uh, the, the PC that I was playing it on smoked the minimum requirements. Like it was, it was nothing. But every time I would launch the game, I would get this little like dialogue box that pop up that popped up that would say, uh, you know, your system does not meet the minimum requirements. Do you want to launch the game anyways? And of course I would launch the game and then, things would actually run fairly well on like high settings. So I'm like, what the hell is going on here? And then after, of course, you know, 10 minutes or so, things would start to chug along. And um, I I mentioned in my review that I felt like I was playing kind of a carnival game um, where uh, like I compare it to uh, like whack-a-mole, you know, I would fix an issue and another one would pop up and I would fix that. And then another one would pop up. Yeah. Um, you know, I would, I would reduce the frame rate, but then the resolution would struggle and then I would kick the resolution down, but then, uh, you know, something else would go awry. Um, and so I figured that, or I mean, I initially thought that, okay, well, is this my PC is, is my PC starting to go? But 
everybody everybody's review started to roll through and uh it it looks like that you know this this horizon pc is just suffering from some severe optimization issues if you don't have the highest of the high-end pc i don't know i think that you should probably just keep your distance for now a- yep. anticipate that there will be you know further updates that fix this game uh, i was mentioning to paul a few days ago that i kind of liken this to the release of arkham city or, or sorry arkham knight on the pc yeah. um may- maybe it's not as bad because when arkham knight released that game was pretty much unplayable uh f- no regardless of what system you had that game was unplayable horizon i had it running pretty well on medium settings but i mean who's playing a pc game to play on medium settings you know um yeah sounds like the, the medium settings are basically the ps4 settings yeah exactly exactly i felt like i might as well have been playing on the ps4 uh even when i kicked the game down to low i couldn't achieve 60 frames per second and again like my pc wasn't you know it's not uh the the greatest piece of machinery in the world but it fucking smoked the minimum requirements like on low i should have been able to get 120 frames if i wanted uh so yeah that's that's where i'm at with horizon pc now of course it's still horizon you know i've i've been playing it i've been enjoying it it's fucking amazing you get all the dlc um man the combat is just so smooth in horizon you know finally landing those like executions and uh the way that the way that battles become like these cinematic affairs you know the way that they like actually add real like hollywood style direction to the battles in like a seamless kind of god of war way yeah it's really well done and 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 horizon there's a reason that horizon is one of uh you know most people's game of the generation it's on most people's game of the generation lists uh for for a good reason you know horizon's a good game but i don't know this this fucking pc port is (laughs) it's it's one of the it's one of the very very few times that we've held a review back because the game was fucked i just did not feel comfortable submitting a review with the way that it was you know Uh, and, and they released the patch and it solved i felt like it did solve a few of the issues but by no means did it solve like the frame rate problems it's not perfect that's for sure no exactly and uh many many people mentioned that in their reviews as well that yes the patch came in and they were expecting it to iron out the issues that uh the game was suffering from and of course it didn't and uh it's actually i was looking at the metacritic score a horizon pc is sitting with the same user score as the last of us 2 right now a five point a 5.6 because it's just like it's it's again it's unplayable if you haven't put three grand into your pc i i shouldn't say unplayable that's not right but it's it's not what you would want out of a pc port unless you've spent three grand on your pc so like i'm kind of a moron when it comes to like uh these specific kinds of port problems like is it one of these things where they just have it optimized for a very, very specific hardware setup, and then, like, anybody who's not rocking that particular hardware just ends up, like... Well, I mean... The, the pedal... Yeah. Well, just, I, the minimum requirements are, like, nothing, you know, nothing that most PCs wouldn't have, you know? It, it doesn't seem like a game that's 
like that that would be out of reach of the general population um the i guess the recommended requirements are a little i think that they're maybe on the high side i mean they what is it like a 20 paul maybe you know is it is it like a 2080 or something that they have oh really it's, wow. it's something like that as the, as the recommended yeah so it's uh it's a little high but again i mean that's kind of a problem i mean your reaction to it that kind of says it all you know it's uh, recommending somebody uh, uh recommending a pc port at, at a 2080 isn't exactly consumer friendly i would say that's it's that's so the, bizarre though because this is the same it's the same engine as death stranding which yeah. arguably looks better in a lot of cases mm-hmm. and i i did a review for that on the pc in the last couple of weeks here and I have a 2070 okay. and Death Stranding, 4K, 60 frames per second, everything maxed out, everything cranked all the way up, just locked in at 60 frames a second. Not a single frame drop. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's optimization so is that... one of Kojima's superpowers. I, there Apparently. Is that. Yeah. Now, the, the one thing with Horizon is that there is way, way more foliage in that game. Uh, That's true. Know, yeah, so that's that's the thing that I think most people are agreeing on is probably holding back the the Horizon port. Um but yeah, it's like you said, you know, it's it's the same uh it's it's running on the same thing as as uh, Death Stranding and there's clearly like optimization issues here. It could, clearly... it could just be inexperience with PC porting. I don't think Gorilla's ever done that before. Well, yeah. I'm gonna put out a guess here, just a just a little hand in the air guess, that maybe it has something to do with the fact that the minimum requirements and the recommended requirements require almost an identical, identically fast CPU. Mm. Like, you need a 3.5 gigahertz CPU for either both minimum and recommended, mm. which is probably not good. That's not that call me crazy, but normally there's more of a disparity between the two poles when it comes to your processing power. And it's got a higher choke point for CPU processing power than like any game I've ever reviewed. <laughs> like how, I run like, a, how can I run, that be when the PS4 has a literal hamster on a wheel as the CPU? Like I, I use little inside baseball, I use a 3.2 gigahertz processor. For my cpu and it's not great it's not amazing but it can still run most games pretty decently yeah and the lowest they want is a 3.3 or a 3.5 for the minimum Yikes. and then the highest is a 3.5 so i i feel like that might be where they're having problems <laughs> are they like so this is the first triple a port from sony to a pc is sony demanding well, the from, best of the best uh from gorilla from gorilla yeah well, uh, Sony didn't actually publish the Death Stranding port. That was published by 505 Games. Yeah. So this is Sony's like first venture PC into game. the PCP game, yeah. right? Yeah. This was that's why this was a big deal. I wonder if they're if if Sony is just demanding the best of the best. You know. Interesting. Uh, we don't want to see our game running any lower than this benchmark. Which is kind of fun. well. I mean, that can't be the case. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, because like the PS4's CPU is is nothing special. 
really no. like any no. laptop has a better cpu anyway than the ps4 yeah. anyway highly highly bizarre business yep um, yeah james any other games you you want to bring up and talk about um i'll do the other two on my list real fast gundam there's a longer name for it i can't remember it it's like six words it had um, the word extreme in it. Yeah, it's funny. It's Mobile Suit Gundam Extreme versus Maxi Boost on. <clears throat> and it's it yeah. It's it's a 3D arcade fighter. Pros, there's 183 Gundam to choose from. Cons, oh there's 183 Gundam to choose from. Also, yeah. there's no other game modes besides using Gundam to fight other Gundam. There's not like a story or anything or like uh any like quests you can do. It's just you can fight in this configuration or this configuration with a challenge attached to it, but like that's basically it. So it's for Gundam fans exclusively, but Gundam fans will fucking love this game. Um, <laughs> otherwise, your mileage may vary. Um, the other title was Fae Tactics, which oh, yeah. um, I found pretty fascinating. Actually, it's it's like a send up or an homage to like. Final Fantasy Tactics and Ogre Tactics where it's got like those sort of pixelated graphics on like that three-quarter overhead view mm. and um, just a very traditional turn-based uh, strategy RPG but like every action your characters take even if you're not attacking can still be useful and beneficial to the rest of the party and like there's like no items you use in battle so like reviving people just takes one character using their action to do so and healing is just something is associated with like skills um it's a very streamlined svelte uh well-designed strategy rpg um i found the difficulty curves spiked and dipped in kind of really weird ways at really weird times like the third tutorial mission took me like seven tries for some reason really? and then like i didn't have a lot of trouble for a while huh. after that but like that was weird and like it, it seems to go from like oh you know you could don't worry about it too much you can probably do this to like get ready to use your whole fucking brain to succeed at every fight even though you don't really need to do any like level grinding or anything but it's just like every battle is like all right good luck figuring this out you're gonna have a hell of a time um so like if you're a strategy RPG fan who's been thinking, fuck, I really wish I had a good tough one that was also cute and like with like high quality pixel ass graphics and fake tactics will be like right up your fucking alley. Nice. Yeah. It does have fun. A um, couple other things I've been playing a bit of. One is CrossCode, which is kind of a... 2D action adventure RPG with some shooting and melee stuff. It's a little bit like I don't know, maybe if you crossed Chrono Trigger with Hyper Light Drifter. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. It's pretty cool. I, I like it. Sounds cool. Anything you're crossing Chrono Trigger with, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, it's questionable if it's going to actually have that, that level of impact or, or writing. Sure. Yeah. But uh, the gameplay is is really smooth. I was playing it on Game Pass, which I'm sure we'll talk about later. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that's it's a, it's a pretty cool game. I don't know if I would have actually run across it if it wasn't on Game Pass. 
and uh, the other one being Fall Guys. Oh, fuck. How do you feel about this game, Rhett? I I think that it needs a lot of work. Yes. But but I think that there is a pretty good base here. You know, there's there there are building blocks in place here that are lining up pretty well, but it needs work. Yeah. I think for one there's nowhere near enough games. Um, yeah, exactly. It feels like you're playing the same thing over and over. I've noticed yeah. that, uh, you know, on Monday there will be a set of six or seven games, and then on Tuesday there will be a different set of games. So I think that that's kind of how they're doing it, kind of mm. Call of Duty-esque, where they're uh, rotating playlists. Eh. But, yeah, I know. I totally agree. Fuck that. You need to have every game in rotation all the time. Yeah, and I, I don't think the balance between the games is necessarily locked up yet. Um, yes, like, there there are some that are, are incredibly simple to get through and some that feel like they were made just to piss the player off. Yeah. Yeah. Total crapshoots where it I is, it totally is absolute that. luck. If you know, you happen to get to um you happen to get to the box that you need to jump on first, you're good. If you're after that, it is completely random whether you make it or not. Oh, dude, the, the fucking seesaw game where it's like, oh, if you aren't generally in the head of the pack, you're going to be sitting back waiting for those fucking teeter-totters to straighten out so you can get across. It's fucked, man. I, uh, the seesaw game is fucked. Also, the, any game that uh, revolves around grabbing a tail off of somebody, that shit <laughs> needs, to be, that, it needs to be deleted from the game right now. Those games are the worst of the bunch by far. And it seems like they pop up more than any other. Maybe maybe you, you, you're finding it uh, to be a little bit different, Paul, but I find like every time I get to the finals, I should say 90% of the time, it seems like I'm playing Royal Fumble, where it's like you got to grab the tail, you got to be the one with the tail at the end of the game. Yeah. Fuck that. Fuck that. Yeah. I mean, it's got it's got so much potential. This could be... I think the next Rocket League caliber success for PS Plus and and Sony and I guess Devolver in this case, but um, I think they got to iterate pretty hard and they got to iterate fast. Truly, to keep people from falling off of it. Playing in a party right now sucks. There, there's no like party options aside from like you you join together and like you can play in the same you know games, but. There are no options for like sticking together or like even something as simple as if you get eliminated, you need to cycle through the list of like, you know, potentially 50 competitors to find your, yeah, to your, your friend. friend. Yeah, yeah, like just stuff like that really needs to be fixed. Uh, I also feel like they need to be a little bit more generous on the resources that they're doling out. The, the, the coins, the crowns. I mean, the crowns, you know, you get for winning. So that makes sense. But it just seems like you need to play a lot to earn a little. Yes, I would yeah. agree with that. Yeah. It's a it's a really slow grind, especially when. Well, I mean the season is is pretty long, but it's it is a slow grind, especially yeah. once you've you've picked up a few levels. Yeah, man, I gotta check this shit out. It's free on PS4. Like I totally recommend. It. I would love to get you know a bunch of people from COG together. Uh, try and get us into a room together like it would be a ton of fun uh, like you know Paul was uh, saying man there's a lot of there's a lot of fun to be had here but <laughs> it's, it's charming as hell 
Yeah, it's charming as hell. You know, customizing the characters is a lot of fun. The items that I've seen roll through the shop have been a lot of fun. Uh, as expensive and kind of out of reach as they are, um, mm. I, th- I think that they're on to something there. I mean, they stole exactly what Rocket League is doing in, in many other games, but um, yeah, they're they're definitely like on the right track with what they're doing there. It's just, you know, yeah. I think it's 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 a long race to run and they've got a lot of catching up to do so to speak for this battle royale genre it's just a matter of time before they get to the Fortnite level where you yeah. know you're you're spending real money on a john wick fall guy yeah, yeah. exactly it's gonna happen exactly. Rhett, you got a few things left here why don't you give us the 30 second pitch on crisis and the red dead update yeah crisis um I don't know why I well no I no I I took this review for y'all. I took this review because I wanted y'all to know how I felt about this switch port cuz I know that you uh, god I, I know that y'all care so much about my opinion on these switch ports and I this one is it. fucked. Uh, absolutely, right? I appreciate that. This one is absolutely fucked. I I don't know why I took this <laughs> game. Um it, I shouldn't say that the port is fucked, but as I've said many times on this podcast before, first-person shooters on the Switch are fucked. They, the, the analog sticks just do not work for these kinds of games. And Crisis, yeah, and Crisis is no different. Uh, it's just tough to like get the precision down. It's tough to aim. It's tough to get these kills. And it, like I, I'm playing this game, and I'm just like begging to go back to the PC version. So that's that's really how I feel about Crisis on the Switch. Um, if, if you're thinking about playing it, just go play it on PC. Red Dead Online, fuck me, man. <laughs> they, after eight, nine, ten long fucking months of there being absolutely nothing added to Red Dead Online, Rockstar, take two, they finally come out. They say there's going to be this massive, quote, massive red dead online update they're going to add this new role and there's going to be a bunch of new shit the game the 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 update comes out and there is nothing to fucking do uh this new role (laughs) that they've added the naturalist get the fuck out of here with that nonsense uh there's two new characters that have been added there's gus and harriet harriet is uh, a lady from like the PETA organization essentially and so that Right, exactly. So uh, one of the big problems with Red Dead Online has been the fact that uh, animals have not been spawning into the game. So they finally fixed that with this massive update. And Harriet, now uh, she is like a boss, essentially. And if you are killing animals, then you can't interact with Harriet and you can't advance the role. You can't advance the new naturalist role. So there's this big... Like, there's this big conflict in the game, you know? Like, what are you supposed to do? Like, hunting is a big part of the game, but now the naturalist role is a big part of the game. So you're kind of, like, conflicted as to what you're supposed to be doing. Uh, and the the advantages for doing, you know... Uh, the advantages for taking on the naturalist role, for example, are uh, minimal. There's there's You get nothing out of it. So... Uh, there's this character Gus that's been added to the game as well uh, that is actually a bit more interesting than Harriet you know if you're hunting animals you can take their pelts to Gus and you can get uh, these new like legendary 
pieces of clothing essentially you know you'll get like a, a special raccoon hat or a, a coat made out of a bear skin stuff like that which is actually pretty cool but if you're doing that you can't progress the naturalist role so it, it's it's just a bunch of i don't know it's just like a it, it's a big runaround that they've that they've released and it, it's kind of conflicting players and, and and people are kind of lost as to what to do and as far as you know anything else being added to the game because they said that this was going to be a massive update nothing like it feels like nothing else has been added to the game so uh sorry i know that was a little longer than 30 seconds but man red dead online you're really fucking with me right now i i got a quick question is red dead online supposed to be fun or is it supposed <sighs> to fucking suck okay it's supposed to suck right now because it's following the same trajectory as GTA Online. And GTA Online sucked very much. Mm. It sucked very much for the first couple years that it was on the PS3. Then the PS4 Jesus. came out and GTA Online started to get proper updates. It got heists, it got the casino, it got uh, many, many updates that have now actually made the game very fun. Red Dead is in that same purgatory right now as GTA was in those first couple years. Once the PS5 comes out and we can get the proper like Red Dead online that I know Rockstar has has been working towards, uh, I think it's going to start to get fun. I think it, we're going to start to see updates to the game like we do with GTA. It's crazy that GTA is still getting updated as much as it does. They, they just had another like massive content uh, release added to the game this week, last week. Uh, man. Uh, so yeah, it's going to get there, but right now, man, they're dropping the ball. So don't bother unless you've got a 600 day streak going. <laughs> well, you know, I see. Yeah. So, Hey, Rhett, quick question. Does this, is this garbage going to be enough to get you to break your streak or are you just like in it for the long haul? Like what's your deal? Okay, my my problem with breaking the streak is that to continue the streak, I literally need five minutes. I need five free minutes in a day. And I just I can't I can't not find those five minutes. I can't I'm at 325 days right now. I'm coming up on a year. Uh today well, I traveled well, it, it it might be five minutes of playing the game, but there's 30 to 40 minutes of the game loading up and then three to four no, hours of no, loading bite, into the world. You bite your tongue 30 to 40 minutes. This ain't no GTA. Oh, fuck. It's just it, as bad. GT, G, no, no, no. GTA takes a long time. But Red Dead, once I'm I'm on that main menu, which takes maybe Once you're on the main to, menu. Once it takes maybe 30 seconds <laughs> to get to Once you're you know? on the main menu. It takes and then, five minutes minimum to get no, to the main menu. No, no. Oh no, five You know what? It takes I would say it out. I will I will I will turn turn start the clock when you turn on your PS4 and then from there we'll stop the clock once you've finished your your daily login stuff and you're ready to move on to something else. I will. I'll time that out. Now I will say that without a doubt there are times when you sign in and it's loading and then it just ends up into like a continuous load. It's a known bug. The game it's been suffering for two years from this bug where <laughs> so if that happens sure Paul, <laughs> sure 
two years been suffering from yeah. this bug. I swear it's it's gotten a little bit better, especially with this last update. You know, maybe that was part of the massive update was that they ironed out this bug a little bit. Um, but yeah, there's uh-huh. still been a couple times where it's been stuck on an infinite load. Uh, but yeah, I'll time that out because when it does work, there's no way it takes five minutes. I swear to God, it's it's probably like ninety seconds. And then once you're in, you're in. That's the thing with GTA is once or not G, with Red Dead. Once you're in, you're in. You know. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, next up, we promised we would do this last time, and that is we're gonna do the thing we did with the PlayStation PS5 showcase and for the Xbox showcase this time. We okay. are going to run through the games and give you the hottest of hot takes. And I don't know about you guys. It's been a couple weeks since this happened. I barely, barely remember some of these games because they were oh so memorable. I would say. Probably. Okay. Well, well, we'll do our best. All right. We'll see what we can come up with. If we can't, then I guess too damn bad, Xbox. Oh, yeah. Well, what did you guys think generally of this showcase? Uh, I wasn't blown away. It was pretty boring. It was pretty whatever. Um, there was f- five or six minutes of gameplay for a forty-five minute presentation, which is not a good start. Yeah, yeah. Which, was was Halo the only gameplay in the whole thing? I think it might have been. Man, um, the thing that really bothered me right off the top, even though there was you know, a little bit of gameplay is that nothing in the whole thing, except maybe Forza said specifically that this is running on Xbox hardware. Nothing was taken from a game. Nothing was in engine. Nothing was on a series X. And that is extremely concerning for a system that is presumably like less than three months away from release. Even halo infinite, right? I did ask them, in fact, if Halo Infinite was running on an Xbox Series X, and no, it was running on a PC. Is that not bizarre? That is super concerning. That is a I was, big, big red flag. I was mentioning, you, I was mentioning last time that it, with Xbox Game Pass and and the PC, like how Microsoft is getting into the PC gaming, how they're bringing all of their franchises to the PC. Is this Series X necessary? I, I'm just not sure if it's necessary. I mean, I think we're going to find out. Uh, James, you were going to say something. I was going to say, do you think we're going to see a new generation with like a red ring of death type problem? Do you, do you, do you think that maybe this hardware is uh, a bit Ooh. premature, so to speak, and we're going to get some problems? Ooh. I mean, they did. They packed a lot of horsepower into that tiny box and there's one fan oh my god so listen they've they've dropped the ball immensely before until they prove otherwise i mean who's to say they won't do it again you know (laughs) i mean (laughs) oh god i mean i I hope it's amazing i hope it is uh the the exact correct system to really challenge sony and push them (laughs) and make this a real war again but i got i got reservations friends i agree because a lack of a lack of competition breeds you know complacence and for sure 
Yeah, like I, I, I absolutely am with you, Paul. I hope that this thing is kick ass and it it makes Sony, you know, the, I uh, Sony's ears perk up, and I hope that they fucking take notice, and I hope that they, uh, you know, put their heads down and barrel forward even harder because mm-hmm. the Series X is looking like it's going to be, you know, a beast. I hope that that happens, but. I don't know with this showcase. Yeah, I don't know, man. This was I don't know. this was their big chance to show off what this most powerful console ever can do, and I don't know. It was a little bit like a wet fart. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But anyways, let's go through the games. I've uh, I've organized them in alphabetical order because uh, I don't know why. Because you uh, wanted to. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. You know, I could have gone chronological, but I wanted to. I wanted to save a little bit. I wanted to save those Halo thoughts for somewhere down the line here. Love it. Okay, so does anybody remember As Dusk Falls? What was As Dusk Falls? Yeah, I, so, I googled uh, it before the podcast, and it is good. the one that is uh, like a visual novel. Yes. I Post-apocalyptic, okay. there's some families, and it's got... Um, kind of static scenes with some cool zooming camera work. The art looks kind of neat. Uh, very narrative driven. Exactly. It looks interesting, if not groundbreaking. I was, that's exactly it. Uh, if there was a less interesting game to reveal, I, I would like to see it. Um, you might as well be... <laughs> Dude. We're one as... item down the list. We're going to see it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good point. Uh, you might as well have been revealing a, a, a Telltale game from eight years ago. You know? Oh, my God. Um, no, truly, though, there's there's nothing that this game did that makes me want to buy the system. Uh, no. or, or nothing that they showed off, at least, that makes me interested in the system. Um, the, the visuals are... I don't know. It, it, like... I'm looking at pictures of it right now, and it's essentially just like you know a, a painting. Like like the game looks like paintings, painting after painting after painting, and uh, it's not that it's bad. It's just that it's completely uninteresting. Well, that ship has sailed, right? If yeah. you're gonna do that thing, it's got to either have a wildly unique art style, or it's got to tell an extremely interesting story. And I don't think they proved either of those things. Yeah. Exactly. Yet anyway. Okay, so Avowed looks like it could be really, really cool. Maybe. Potentially. Maybe. Cause it's like it's like it's a first person RPG from Obsidian with like swords and sorcery and shit. Like that that could be a that could be a fucking big swing and home run. Hell Maybe, yeah. but we don't we don't know anything about it. But like Yes. Yeah. I think th- I think this is the one that most people were agreeing on that just from the trailer, it looks like it could have the most potential, but they showed nothing. Well, the trailer cl- was CG, right? That's what I'm saying is that they showed nothing even close to gameplay. So who knows? But I think that people were just liking the subject matter. They were liking the themes and uh, people were saying that this could have the most potential. Well, if the premise is... This is Obsidian with no time restrictions, no money restrictions, making their version of Skyrim. It's probably going to be pretty phenomenal. Yeah. Oh, fuck yes. Yeah. You know, 
uh, even that that little bit when the uh, the player character starts casting the spell right at the end of the trailer. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah put that in. That'll be good. Yeah. But uh, again, obviously, really far down the road. Right. They've like, got I mean, literally nothing to show. Exactly. What do you say about this, really? I was, I was expecting to see more in the way of things that we might see in a year or so. Yeah. Um, Crossfire X, actually, maybe the most graphically impressive thing they showed. Yeah. I'm uh, looking at gameplay right now. And it looked cool. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I think that they've got some cool animations in the game. The reloads are looking kind of cool. Um, and interestingly, the campaign is being done by Remedy. Oh, interesting. So the campaign could be really, really good. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. I definitely didn't hear that. That's new information. That's cool. Yeah. So... Uh, yeah, if you liked Control or Alan Wake, maybe Crossfire X is the first-person shooter for you. Yeah. Uh, they also showed some more Destiny. Sweet. The Beyond Light update. Sweet. Okay, sure. <laughs> the, only, the only reason I put this on here and the only reason I wanted to mention it is because graphically... It looked way fucking better than Halo. <laughs> well, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would hope so. Which is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what didn't look better than Halo? Fucking As Dusk Falls looked better than Halo. I, oh that's, shit! I shouldn't say that, but yeah, no. Um, it kind of did though. <laughs> it did, right? Like uh, Destiny Two, though. Uh, Beyond Light. Is anybody still playing Destiny? James, Paul, do you guys play this? I never did, man. Never did. I yeah. got. Little room in my life for um, right? <laughs> loot, loot grinds. I try to keep those to an absolute minimum. Yeah. yeah. I, I, feel I fell off Destiny after the first expansion in the first game. The, totally. I think totally. it was called The Dark Below. I was uh, done after that. It was some bullshit like that. And uh, Beyond Light, honestly, it, it's not looking like it's changing the formula up in any significant way. Uh, if, if they're expecting players that may have fallen off to come back with this they've i think they've missed the mark and if they're expecting to get new players i think that there will be i don't know maybe they'll see a surge of players you know just a new system and and new game you know people may be looking for something to play but uh i don't know man i think that this is they missed the mark here all those games are just completely insurmountable there's way too many resources and uh, like loot options and factions and collectibles. People starting a game like Destiny, especially now, have absolutely no idea what's going on. Yeah. And I would guess that probably 90% of people bounce off within an hour Yeah. because they have no fucking clue what they're doing. Absolutely. And the game like doesn't really get good until you're like max level. You know, oh, it doesn't like fuck really that start, noise. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So God, there's, fuck off. <laughs> there's that. Like if you, if, that was the one reason why I never wanted to like start a new character. Why I never deviated from my hunter is because I, I didn't want to go through 20, 30 levels again of, yeah, you know, nonsense. Forgettable <laughs> well, bullshit. Forgettable bullshit. Exactly. Uh, Everwild. What is this? 
This is Rare's next open world games as a service thing, but like a beautiful fantasy st- setting instead of pirates. Okay, so Sea of Thieves 2. <laughs> uh, yeah, but like tonally and graphically so different as to be almost impossible to compare them. Yeah. I mean, it might still be like a skeleton slowly being built into a fucking person over the course of two years, just like Sea of Thieves was, but like... That's that's exactly what I was going to say, is that I really hope that this isn't a fucking skeleton of a game when it comes out. Like, please, just release They them. must have learned their lesson, right? right? There's got to be a campaign. There's got to be some content. Yes. Release this yeah, with stuff to do, please. Don't spend two years getting hung up on the fucking player-directed <laughs> stuff. Oh, fuck oh. that. Sea of right, Thieves like, should have been the coolest game ever made. One hundred percent. Like they, I feel like they spent uh, an almost ridiculous amount of time figuring out how a group of people would sail the ship, and they didn't focus on anything else. They just kind of threw a bunch of mishmashed ideas together for everything else. Yeah, and any random four morons figured out how to sail in five minutes, and that was exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. I, I really wish they had shown more of what this is all about. Just even a snippet, a few seconds of what the gameplay looks like um, to really whet the appetite because I want to be interested in this game. But from what they showed, I'm like, okay. Sto- it, Great. See this it, might see be nothing. Year. <laughs> yeah. Dude, story of this fucking showcase though, right? Please yeah. just give us a few seconds of gameplay. Show us what this is yeah. going to be like. Just something. Give us something. Xbox's 2020 showcase is just uh, see you next year. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah sorry. <laughs> still aren't yeah. ready. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, summing that up absolutely perfectly, Fable. Holy shit. <laughs> Why bother? Uh, yeah, a Fable game is coming. We didn't need to spend a minute and 20 seconds on this. That was too long. Literally should... everybody knew that Playground was making Fable. Yeah. Yeah. Show anything. Anything at all. <laughs> yeah. It's it's I... just not enough. Like if you're expecting people to pick Xbox over PlayStation this year, that Fable reveal doesn't do that. No. People are going to look at what PlayStation showed and go, "I can play Spider-Man this fall." Or I can maybe play Fable I don't know, 2022, 2023. Exactly. If they had nothing to show, how early is that game? It's, you know, is there anything there? You know, this one, we don't know. know this one will be on PC and it'll probably be better on PC. So I can get, I can get (laughs) Spider-Man in the fall and I can not get a series X and then I can still get fable. Yeah. Boy. The other thing I noticed with a lot of games from this showcase is Despite what Microsoft has said about things being for both Xbox One and Xbox Series S or Series X, although Series S basically confirmed at this point, um, most of these games just said Series X and PC. Like Fable was one of those, Everwild was one of those, and Forza Motorsport was one of those that didn't mention Xbox One, Mm. which I thought was a weird kind of silent backpedal. Interesting. Very interesting. But it would make sense, like, especially for a, uh, you know, like a franchise staple like her, uh, uh, Forza. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would make sense that they don't 
put any resources, spend any of their money or, or, or spend any of their time on the previous generation game. I mean, in with games prior and in, in years prior, history has shown that if a game is being developed for a next gen system and a current gen system, the next gen system inevitably suffers because of mm-hmm. development with the current gen system. And so, you know, I think that, you know, to your point, uh, that's that's a, an interesting observation that maybe they figured we can't we can't like you know saddle next gen Forza with this current gen bullshit. We need to just develop our game the way we want it to, and it's going to be on the Series X. And uh, if you you know, and and to their to their credit, I think that that's a good move. I think that that's almost what they need to do. They need to give the consumer a reason to have the Series X. Fours is a good reason, you know. It's and, yeah, I, that's a good point. Uh, f- at least, but I, at least I, I almost like think that. that's not. I almost think that's not quite far enough. Yeah, because although they've now jettisoned the Xbox One, they're still dragging the PC along. Mm. And part of the thing that is selling is going to sell people on these next gen consoles is the guaranteed presence of an SSD. Mm. Developers know that there's an SSD in the Xbox Series X and in the PlayStation 5, and so they can design for that. But if every Xbox game is also coming out on PC, you can't guarantee that a PC has an SSD or has an SSD that is as fast as the ones that are going to be in these consoles. Mm. So that makes it impossible for Xbox game studios to design for an SSD. Good point. That, That might be something that we see in the near future. Like, there might be a trend... Where it's like, oh yeah, you can play this on PC, but make sure it's installed on an SSD. Like I get the feeling now is the time from here on out. We're going to start seeing that like at first in the background or like it'll show up in reviews and then eventually it'll just be like a PC requirement where it's like, no, you have to have an SSD for this game because they've been like developing side by side with these next generation consoles. Yeah, it could be. That's a good point. Um, Like we have to fucking make the move. Oh yeah. Collectively at some point, it might as well be now. Yeah. 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 I like the struggle though is going to be getting SSDs that are as fast as the ones in the consoles into PCs. Most of the the um especially the 2.5 inch regular size SSDs are are nowhere near that fast. So it could be a couple of years down the road, but yeah, I think maybe you're right James, we might see that shift. But Forza looks amazing oh if the gameplay looks that good it's it's pretty outstanding absolutely gorgeous as usual i think forza is probably the one game that microsoft didn't need to show gameplay because as if forza is not going to be good you know you know what it's they've they've yeah. yeah they've they've proven themselves time and time again and uh the new forza is going to be fucking amazing man it looked gorgeous too my goodness that's the side by side i really want to see uh, is Gran Turismo 7, Forza Motorsport, yeah, yeah. side by side, same track. How good do they look? What are the differences? Let's stack these babies up. It's interesting. I think it, I think that battle is more interesting than it's ever been. So it's that's ex, it's ex, exciting oh, yeah. times for racing fans for sure. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, how about the gunk? Uh, what the fuck is this? I looked up pictures and I still can't remember what this is. 
Sorry. Oh, Hold on. The gunk, it looks like an action platformer thing? Where you're sucking up goo. So it's like Mario Sunshine or Luigi's Mansion, but like not. Mm. So that's cool. I mean, I would give this one a try if only because it's being developed by the people who made the SteamWorld games. And yeah, that's fair. SteamWorld Dig is so good. <laughs> if they can do that kind of charm and that kind of interesting level design in 3D, I would be interested in playing that. No, I, I think this might be one where there's like little hype, but the end product is just great, you know? Yeah, little dark horse action. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And I mean, this one, I'm, I'm watching the official trailer right now. At least we actually got gameplay with this. Yeah, yeah that does look like gameplay to me. Yeah, so... That's, uh, that's nice. I, I get a sense of what the game's about, and like you said, Super Mario Sunshine, it looks like a 2020, 2021 version of Super Mario Sunshine. It, um, it kind of looks interesting. This guy also coming to Xbox One. Yes, yes. For sure. like. this, yeah, this kind of game absolutely i would hope that it does show up on both consoles all right fellas we're at halo infinite jesus christ and by god if it does not look like a mid-tier low-budget xbox one title and man like it was getting ripped apart online too i was looking at the and rightfully so right? yeah like um we did, Paul, we were talking about how if you are looking for that classic Halo experience, that classic Halo 1 experience, if you've been missing out on that, then Halo Infinite's probably going to be your game of the year. Um, yeah. But for everybody else, what's going on? Uh, it, yeah, anybody looking for like a flagship <laughs> Xbox title is probably feeling pretty burned right yeah. now. To step up on my soapbox for a second here, this is a product that is trying to do everything and thus doing nothing. It's retaining some of the things from Halo 4, Halo 5, like the sprint, like some of the items, but also trying to go back to the, what made the original Halo so pure, which was having none of that shit. <laughs> it was walking around, jumping, and shooting things. Oh. But they've also added in these other things. So it's not really that pure experience, but it's not really as far as the people who like Halo 4 and 5 are going to be looking for. It's it's a very strange, like, designed-by-committee-looking product. That said, I, I think the shooting looks relatively fun, even uh, despite the Craig the Brute meme. But graphically, this was the game that was supposed to show the world this is what our fucking machine can do this is why it's the best and it's blowing the fucking pants off of anything that Sony could possibly have shown and it did the exact opposite of that it looks like the most run of the mill mediocre destiny clone around and maybe I'm wrong about that but fuck me if that gameplay did anything to show me otherwise it, it looks like the halo sports game update of this generation you know what i mean it looks like uh the most basic of improvements being made to the mm -hmm. halo franchise um it's it's essentially an updated roster you know 
Um, yeah. yeah. And even the things that they were pushing as this is really cool just didn't look that cool. Yeah. Using the grappling hook, that didn't look fun. It looked slow and clunky and boring. Yeah. You know? Like, blow me away, people. <sighs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe maybe the souped up Xbox One X, Xbox Series X version of this game will fucking take her pants right off from 30 feet away, but like, I don't know, it doesn't... I don't know what turning the graphics settings to max on that gameplay is really going to do. Yeah, I feel like the trailer that they showed off is probably running at max, and it looks like Halo 1. (laughs) I I mean, (laughs) you know. That's a question I actually asked of the devs um, they, well, for one, they showed us a behind closed doors, uh, commentated version of that demo run, and uh, while I was watching it, I was thinking to myself, is this the same demo, or is this literally an identical run? Mm. So I went back and I watched the gameplay that they showed at the uh the the live stream event and then matched it up with the notes i was taking as i was watching the gameplay and it is literally beat for beat identical so oh they didn't play through the demo again and stop and show things off they just played the video and talked over it oh and is the game in that bad a state that you had to do that exact run or that was the one run that you got i'm really confused because i've never seen that out of a out of a preview build before all if if i've ever been shown something behind closed doors that was the same demo they're always stopping to show off this thing or show off this mechanic or show you the map in a little more depth just to give you a, a little bit more to go off of when you're writing or or making a video about what you've seen. And that just wasn't there. And a lot of the questions were, I don't want to say evaded, but they were sticking very hard to the line of spiritual reboot or a spiritual successor to Halo 1. It's going to run great on Series X. It's also going to run great on Xbox One. And... One of the other questions I asked uh, during this event was, so you're saying this is something that could not have been done in a previous generation because the power of the Series X makes it possible. How can that be when this also runs on Xbox One? And the answer was, it runs great on Xbox One. And... I, I just don't know how, where the marketing speak ends and where the game begins. I'm so curious to get this thing in my hands and see what it actually is. It kind of sounds like we're not getting a flagship Xbox title until next year or later. Like, this is not it. It can't be. Like you said, because it's running perfectly fine on both systems. By definition, it's no longer a flagship Series X title. If it meets that first metric and they're just like using slick language to dance around that fact and be like no guys don't worry 
next year we'll have something that really pushes the envelope of this system, but please buy a Series X in November anyway. <laughs> please. Anyway. That's the end of my rant about Halo Infinite. I, I am so concerned. Very. But I hope <clears throat> that it's the most fun ever. Yeah. All right. Yeah. What's... uh? Well, the next thing I put on this list is Hellblade, because technically it was at the showcase... But why didn't they show more of this? Truly, since they've already shown off the game previously. Uh, or have they? Was that just well, a CG yeah, yeah, render fair. of this is what we think we can make? Right, right, yeah. Uh, well, that's what I'm saying, man. though, is that, like, the CG render that they showed off, like, they've, they've unveiled the game. They should have been showing gameplay here. I am not sure why they didn't. Uh, yeah. I would hazard a guess that there's a reason. But. Yeah, um, with this with a team this size, I would be more likely to pin this on COVID. That could be. That's a good point. Like, like I think there's going to be some time, yeah. some games where it's like they should have made more progress by now. It's like, yeah, they probably should have, but they couldn't for you know obvious reasons, and so this is what we get. Like, Halo Infinite doesn't necessarily get that same pass because. Their team is enormous, and all they literally have to do is communicate better. <laughs> like you're asking a lot, sir. And I, I know, but like, yeah, it's fine. I think I think Ninja Theory can just take their time on this. Yeah, for sure, for sure. That's fine. If they got nothing because the the schedule has been rolled back, that's fine. Do what you got to do to get it out there. You didn't like, you know, bet a fucking console launch on this game being out at a certain time and at a certain quality. It's okay. <laughs> it's a good thing they didn't do that with any other games. No kidding. <laughs> uh, the medium looks conceptually very cool. Yeah. Uh, much like a lot of things that Bloober Team puts out, they're very good at like scaring you in a cool, interesting way. <laughs> I got kind of a weird "The Evil Within" vibe from this game. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. It, it looks very interesting, especially if they're actually doing that uh, split screen, both worlds rendered at once thing. Uh, I mean, that sounds like the kind of gameplay innovation I'm looking for from a game like this. Yeah, this is one of those ones like uh, Ratchet and Clank for the PS5 where it's like, we designed this specifically for this system and its unholy powers. Behold what it can do. And I beheld. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Out of Worlds and Fantasy Star Online 2, I don't really give a fuck about cards on the table because... One is a new version of a game that's been out for like eight <laughs> years. Um, so, long. so it's just it's it's like it's like World of Warcraft coming out with a new expansion. I don't care. People do care. I'm happy for those people. It's not really worthy of a showcase. No, I understand why you have to put it in because they made a big stink about bringing Fantasy Star Online to two xbox and two microsoft servers last year so they have to like follow up and be like look we're doing more shit with it it's great out of worlds is like 
an expansion or like a DLC or whatever. So I, 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 I'm fully checked out. It'd, it'd be great when it comes out. Hype levels at zero. That's fine. Yeah. What about Psychonauts? I, I have very mixed feelings about this game. Um, I think it's one of those things where we're transplanting a nostalgic sensation from a bygone era to the modern age and dragging the, the development team and their crusty ass ideas along with them. It sounds like fucking destroy all humans, the fucking remaster. Like it's just a, yeah, the product of a bygone era. That's a good example. That's a good, that's a very good point. Well, I, uh, I mean, I yeah. will say that I think at least the power of current and next consoles will make this somewhat more of an interesting proposition when it releases because I do know from people who have, have seen the game previously at E3 that the other areas that they've shown are completely different. Not just aesthetically different, but completely uh, conceptually different ideas. Uh, so if that is a consistent or a constant across the whole game, that could be very interesting. Mm. But the style of game is very dated. Yeah. It's another one where we're going to have to like see the receipts, so to speak, before yeah. we can really make a judgment. Yeah, I'm just looking at this and I'm like, Psychonauts 2, system seller? Really? Xbox Showcase system seller? Like, I, I, nope. I don't know. Does, doesn't compute. Nope. <laughs> Not for me. Um, what about either of Stalker 2 or State of Decay 3, neither of which showed anything even approaching game engine footage it was just hey we're making these games check back in six months to a year we might have some stuff for you yeah yeah pretty much okay great i guess we'll do that bye yeah man i i I desperately hope that they've pumped some serious serious cash into undead labs to make state of decay 3 deliver on the promise of two which was just woefully underbaked had some Man, great ideas but just w- the execution was awful we're in some serious hype debt with that franchise oh my god yeah yeah, yeah. but I, I would play a stalker game yeah 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 um if i'm remembering correctly the team that made Metro kind of spun off of the people that made Stalker. Okay. Can't remember. Anyway, tell me why, Rhett. Tell me why I should care. Uh, you shouldn't. Tell- oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, if you want to talk about another, like, Telltale game that they released, this looks like, uh, maybe not a Telltale game, but it looks like the sequel to, what's the name of the game? It was quite popular on life uh, is strange life is strange yep 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 yeah. yep exactly because um, it's the same people right Rhett. yeah yeah no exactly same but that's what i'm saying it's like why do something different uh like make something that's that interests me uh life is strange felt like a telltale ripoff maybe you want to say um and tell me why it just looks like more of the same more of the same bullshit uh, I mean, I love. It sort this. of sounds to me like you have personal uh, biases against these games. I'm, dude. Uh, Telltale games, I fucking love. Walking Dead, uh, Wolf Among Us, 
Batman. Like, uh, man, I love those games. But this, like, I'm looking at images of this game, and, like, you're telling me that this is going to sell a system? This is going to sell the Series X? It looks like a fucking PS3 game. Well, yeah, graphically, it's not the most impressive thing in the world, but something like Life is Strange, I think was, especially the first the first one, was better than any of the Telltale games. The okay. story it told was more relatable. It was much more interesting to play. Whether this one will be enough of a level up above what they've done before to, to make it make sense is, is a question. Um, but I would really like to see Don't Nod take another stab at some of the other kinds of games they've made. They made that um, kind of open world game, Remember Me, before they made Life is Strange. And that was argue although it wasn't great, it was arguably way more interesting. Remember me. So, you know, this is this is kind of a more of the same move. That's what I'm saying, though. I, I would have liked to see a departure. I would have liked to see them maybe get back to their roots. Um, yeah. These fucking story-driven games that, you know, they, they are story first, gameplay second. At this point, I feel like they're a dime a dozen, you know? And uh, this didn't look like it's doing anything new or interesting enough to, again, make me want to buy this system. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah. Uh, what about Tetris Effect? Connected. Now, here we go. <laughs> fucking right. I love yeah, Tetris Effect. I fucking love Tetris Effect. Again, though, like, I'm not kidding myself. Uh, a system seller? Come on. Come on. Well, this um, this update is coming to the other platforms as well. Oh, really? Uh, with a with a timed exclusive, so like right. next summer, people who already own Tetris Effect will be playing the same thing. <laughs> oh boy! Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Okay, so that'll be me. Uh, I'll be playing this update on the PS4 next summer. Yep. Um, yeah. No, I, I I think that it's cool timed content. You know, I, I'm don't get me wrong, I'm a PlayStation guy for sure, first and foremost, but I appreciate timed content. If the Xbox has timed content, that's cool. I, I, I think that uh, that sort of stuff is great for uh, a company, a developer, uh, what have you. Tetris Effect, not exactly the game that, again, is going to sell a system by any means, um, but Tetris Effect is very good. If you like Tetris, you know, I... I've had more fun with Tetris Effect than I've probably had with Tetris in 10, 15, 20 years. Yeah. Like, um, come on now. Who doesn't like Tetris? Exactly. Everybody exactly. likes Tetris. Especially when you, like, start to actually get good at it, you know? When when it, the things start to connect and you actually start to, like, understand and, and you get good with, like, T-spins and, and mm -hmm. uh, the the more intricate moves of Tetris. Uh, it's just so, so satisfying. It, it, it's so, like... You know, it, it's like the ultimate OCD game. If you've got OCD, man, and, and you, you figure out Tetris, man, it's just so, so rewarding. <laughs> um, and Tetris, like I was saying, Tetris Effect, I've had more fun with that in in the past uh, little bit than I've had with Tetris in, in a long, long time. So I think it's cool that they're getting exclusive content, uh, or timed content, I should say. Um, but yeah, system seller, probably not. And ditto for that Warhammer 40k game, yeah. which kind of looks like 40k crossed with Left 4 Dead. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it looks fun. Yep. 
Although, again, it wasn't gameplay, I don't think. No, I think it's another one, like, sort of a, a signal to fans of the franchise to be like, hey, we got some new cool shit coming down the pipe for people who play these kinds of games. Yeah. Which, you know, Warhammer 40k has a pretty dedicated, high-powered fan base. Oh, God, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, I think this one will do just fine. I'll probably never play it, but no, uh, no, God, no. toast to the people who will. Truly. So, overall, thinking about this showcase, what do you, what kind of letter grade do you think Microsoft deserves for this big blowout of Xbox content? Uh, probably about a D plus at best. Wow. It's <laughs> harsh. It's harsh. C, C minus. Yeah. I would, I would go for a, like a solid C. Yeah, C, C minus, because like, if we're grading each one individually, then the averages are so low that it brings the total letter grade down. <laughs> like, every single one of them gets points deducted for not having a fucking gameplay. Yes. And then Halo Infinite gets like a come see me after class <laughs> for like <laughs> failing to be an Xbox Series X game, yeah. which was like kind of the point of the fucking conference. Oh my God. <laughs> Jesus. Halo Infinite. Uh, so yeah, C, C minus. Halo Infinite is getting the fucking note to be sent home to the parents, right? It's yeah. Have this signed and bring back. Right. Yeah. The next day. Uh, yeah. Fair. <laughs> Another thing I noticed watching through that gameplay is just a, a level of polish that is missing. There's one point where the chief kills one of the brutes, and you can see the exact moment that the brute, the brute's health hits zero <laughs> because the animation completely stops and it just kind of T poses and falls sadly to the <laughs> ground. Like, it, Oh, that's it, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I don't know. Uh, God yeah. guys. I, when, when are they going to tell us about prices of these things? Oh God. The fucking week before they come out. I was going to say November fifteenth. Yeah. Yep. I feel like on, honestly, it's got to be at Gamescom, which is still happening, just not in person. When That's is that? That's at the end of the month. End of the month. Okay. So yeah, you got to figure. End of the month, we'll have September, October. Like it's it's getting to the point now where you're almost like crossing the point of it being like too short of a time for people to save up money for these systems. So you, yeah. yeah, you need to, you know, Gamescom. I think that's a, that's a good call. Oh, well guys, I'm drained. Mm. That was, that was tough. That was a lot. Yeah. That was a big, that was a big one. Big swings. Yeah. Any, any final thoughts, anything you're looking forward to in the next bit here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got one final thought. Yeah. Y'all seen that Prince of Persia Dagger of Time trailer? <laughs> no. Oh shit. It's like a fucking it, it's it, like a hybrid movie kind of uh VR like theater experience. It's fucking bizarre. Y'all need to go see the trailer. People are absolutely tearing it apart online. It's like this this like thing where you go to select venues with your friends and you put on these VR headsets 
and uh, you play this Prince of Persia game. It's fucking bizarre. The trailer looks lame as fuck, and you all need to what go check it the out. Yeah, fuck is this? Man, you all need to check it out. Zayn reported it on it on uh, Cog Connected, and you all need to go check it out. It's a fucking joke. Oh my god. Yeah. This looks like the the worst FMV game <laughs> ever. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, it's funny. All right, sick. Everybody look that yeah. up and get your tomatoes ready. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder, well, like, what are these venues going to be? Will they be movie theaters? Will they be, I, I don't know, Ubisoft, <laughs> like, Ubisoft venues that they said? Like, I don't know. How is this going to work? It's It'll be interesting. Uh, there's a website, ubisoftescapegames.com. Okay. Uh, All right, cool, 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 cool. Yeah. Guys, I, I can't, I can't take anymore. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry that I left you guys. I can't take anymore. This is too much. So yeah. I think that's got to be the end of the podcast. We, we've got to get out of here. Yeah. I'm happy but, with that. Yeah. Play Ghost of Tsushima if you haven't really really fucking good definitely go do that and uh definitely go check out the prince of persia the dagger of time trailer and uh thank you so much for taking this journey this odyssey with us we're we're so appreciative uh obviously like subscribe subscribe again to the youtube subscribe again again to the podcast on every podcast platform that exists because you know just have it in multiple places. It's safer that way. Listen to it multiple times. We would we would like you if you did that. For sure. Five and, stars. Uh, five stars as well. Give it five stars. Obviously. Six if possible. And uh Yeah, squeeze a, a six star in there somewhere. Yeah. Like write a review and put some stars in there. Emojis. Um ASCII art. We would take that too. Sure. And <laughs> Yeah. Personally, I've given the show a collective 15 stars, so you know, you you could do your part too. Hell yeah, man. Uh, we'll keep doing what we do. Keep it locked to Cog Connected for all your gaming news, reviews, previews, features, all that stuff. And we will talk to you again very, very soon. Uh, until then, take care of yourselves, everybody, and we'll see you later. Goodbye. Peace.